KBLA Talk 1580. Good morning and God bless. I'm Dominique Dupreme. The show is called First Things First. My first thing today, my first thing yesterday, and my first thing tomorrow, giving thanksgiving praises and asking for blessings from God, asking for the blessings of the ancestors and the elders, and keeping it moving. TGIF, we do have a lot to talk about. We got a lot to do. Hour one, we usually look at What's going on locally? Where we are, we're broadcasting live from Lamert Park, Africatown, USA. You know that, so we look to the left coast. Hour two, we go national, international, and beyond. In the third hour, we do a deep dive with a person of interest, except on Fridays because it is Freedman Friday, and uh, we focus on reparations. You know, we may get some other things in here and there. We're, I'm all here for that. But in the second hour of our Friday show, we call it Freedman Fridays, a comprehensive reparations conversations. That means I welcome all comers. I want to keep the momentum going. We around here at KBLA feel like you got to seize the moment. And this is uh, an important moment. Uh, we'll be hearing from Camila Moore, uh, an attorney and reparationist. Um, and that should be a robust conversation. You're always welcome in 800-920-1580. Hour three, we'll unpack and we'll, and we'll do freestyle phones. Like whatever you want to talk about is fine. But many times folks want to react to something they've heard on, uh, on Freedman Friday. And here's the thing. You, um, you're welcome. You're welcome. If you agree or disagree, it doesn't matter. We're not scared around here. That's what we do. Discourse. So 800-920-1580, 800-920-1580. We embrace it. We embrace it. We embrace it. Um, so yeah, let's do that. Let's do that thing of building, growing, getting smarter, learning more, really knowing um, the facts around uh, reparation, repair, restitution, and all of the associated movements and individuals. Joining me this morning right now um well, she's the executive director of the L.A. Civil Rights uh, Department. She's the first executive director of the of the uh, group, which is actually has a longer name than that. It's Los Angeles Civil Rights Plus Human Rights and Equity Department. She was appointed by uh, Mayor Eric Garcetti, but continues in the role. And really, the department's meant to to address systemic racism and bias in many different areas. One of the, one of the projects within the LA civil rights department is the Los Angeles reparations commission. Um, attorney Capri Maddox joins us. Good morning. Good morning, uh, madam director. Yeah. Yes. So, um, Hopefully by now, folks that listen to KBLA know about the L.A. Civil Rights Department. But I think sometimes we fail to connect to connect the dots with all of the different things that you do, right? And and reparations is, is one of the th commissions that's housed in L.A. Civil Rights. What else is there? What other uh, commissions in, in sort of issue areas do you guys do? Well, we cover a number of things, Dominique. And first of all, I wanted to say a good morning to our folks in L.A. and all around the country. I'm joining you all from Washington, D.C. And, um, you know, thinking about the work that we started with the Los Angeles Civil Rights Department, we are intentional to fight hate, discrimination, and um, injustices all 
over Los Angeles. And to make sure that we are um, a message center, which Los Angeles is, of how we need to be comprehensive about fighting um, for civil rights. Uh, We have a number of commissions. We have the Commission on the Status of Women, the Human Relations Commission, the Transgender Advisory Council, as well as our Reparations Commission that you mentioned, and we'll talk more about the Reparations Commission um, during this call. But I also wanted to remind people that we can actually bring cases against folks that violate your civil rights in the areas of commerce, education, employment, and housing, um, which is important. We also have teeth to some of our our, our work. It's not just, you know, policy work. And and we do that, too, even for city council. Uh, We're intentional to have a number of, of programs in our department, and we also do report backs on equity issues for city council, and I can speak to those those items as well. Yeah, I think that's interesting because, you know, not to downplay any other commission, but I know that we do have, many cities have um, commissions that deal with, say, race relations, hate crimes, and they, they do a lot of intake as far as data, you know, finding out what's going on. Um, in terms of hate crimes or where we are in the city with discrimination. Uh, as you probably know, I sat on the Commission on the Status of Women uh, under Mayor Villaraigosa, and a lot of it was reports and, and raising awareness, but as far as actual enforcement, there has been a discriminatory action. Uh, most of those commissions are not able to do that. Right, exactly. And and we actually have a, a big case that's coming soon, um, You'll, you'll hear about it. Uh, we're going to be serving on a, a big corporation that has been discriminatory against uh, folks in the city. And I think it's uh, important to know that there are others that we're, we're looking at it, particularly when we hear uh, stories about us being wronged as it relates to mortgages. Um, there's, you know, I won't mm. say any, any names, but I just want you to know that um, in commerce, education, employment, and housing and commerce, in the area of banking, we really want uh, people to come forward to talk about how they've been discriminated against in the home lending um, process because that continues to happen. Um, African Americans and Latinos even are um, denied mortgages uh, at higher rates than their white counterparts with the same credit score. And in this country today, um, almost a billion dollars more is paid in mortgages today in America um, based on your race. So African-Americans and Latinos pay about a billion dollars more in their mortgages today compared to their white counterparts with the same credit score, income, and, um, and credit history. Yeah, there's a big story about that circulating right now on social media. Um, and, yeah. I, you know, that's the kind of thing that you guys do um, if people want to find out more about, you know, maybe pursuing a case or figuring out how they can protect themselves. That's all on the website, right? Right. LAisforeveryone.com. LAisforeveryone.com. And you can search. You should go to the civil rights enforcement section. And we are very, very grateful that we have an amazing uh, leader, Kim Kessrilevich, that is doing that work for us. And uh, there are going to be some, People that are going to be held to account, and within the next week or so, uh, we'll have some some um, press uh, releases in in those spaces. Yeah, um, the story that I was talking about is this uh, 
story, the um, it absolutely backs up what you're saying. Um, it's the biggest credit union in the United States. It says it they rejected 50% of black applicants and that the approval rate between white and black bar- borrowers was uh, the highest th- between, the gap was the biggest between any um, lender last year. That's the Navy Federal Credit Union. I'm not saying that's who you're targeting, but it's just an example of what you're talking about. And this is a a, a credit union for service members and veterans. They approved um, 75%, more than 75% of white borrowers, but less than 50% of black borrowers. So that's an example. And it seems so wild that this is still going on today. Um, and especially you're talking about it, something that serves people that, you know, have served their country. Right. Right. And that's the thing about racism in America. Your skin color speaks before you do. And you know, regardless of who you are, your, your, your title, your service to this country, it still impacts you. Um, you know, your education level. I'm an attorney. I get followed around the stores by security guards, uh, people that I fight for. Um, you know, when we t- think about upper mobility programming and, and some of the other work we do at the department, you know, people that I would normally, you know, fight or try fight to protect. And it's like, here I am, I'm in the store, and regardless of what I can acquire, I'm followed around the store. So it doesn't matter. And that's the thing that... Um, I think some people are, are hurting in this country today thinking about uh, a credit union dedicated to service members. And that uh, it's, it's something that, that has hurt people year after year. And the only thing that changes is the, is the story, Dominique. You know, yeah. a service person killed. I think it was another story this week about a service person killed in the um, 1950s because he complained about having to move to the back of a bus. Um, and, and, that's, and, and that's something that is... Is, is is troublesome that, that people who fought for this country, died for this country, had family members die for this country, um, are still treated this way. My father-in-law is a Purple Heart, and uh, he's 94 years old, and you should just know that some of the discriminatory behaviors that he's had to experience is just, you know, so upsetting time in and time out. Well, yeah, and it's great that we have it in the LA Civil Rights Department. Are other is this something that's spreading around the country? Like um, similar, you know, agencies to what you have with the teeth, because I think that's really important. Yes, so we have a number of 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 civil rights related departments. Um, I'm really when we were putting this department together. I was initially offered the opportunity to simply bring cases against folks for violating your civil rights. And um, I spoke to then Mayor Garcetti and said, if we're serious about this work, we need to, you know, bring some of the commission, some of the commission suffered uh, through budget cuts and had an opportunity to be placed in the housing department. So the commission status women, human relations commission and transgender advisory council were in the housing department. And we also were having the office of race and equity uh, starting in the mayor's office. And I said, we need to put it all together because we need to say there's no wrong door to fighting hate and discrimination. And I'm pleased to be the founding executive director serving under Mayor Karen Bass um, in this space. Yeah. 
We are going to talk reparations. It is Friday, and we have an urgent uh, deadline here in the city of Los Angeles. I also want to talk about these city task forces. That seems to be spreading as well. What does that mean? Uh, we are welcoming you in if you have a comment or a question, 800-920-1580. If not, you know, you also are invited into the YouTube space. It's youtube.com uh, and then slash KBLA1580. You could see me there streaming live, and you're welcome to comment in the chat as well. You are listening to Unapologetically Progressive KBLA Talk 1580. More of First Things First with Dominique DePrima when we come forward. Your ancestors' favorite radio station, radio station, and your favorite morning show host. Let's get back to Dominique DePrima right now. Right now, right now, you're back to the executive director of the LA Civil Rights Department, Attorney Capri Maddox, uh, the founding executive director, and this is the commission which houses our. I mean, this is the uh, department which houses our um, reparations commission for the city of Los Angeles. I know that San Francisco has one. New York has one. Um, and there's probably a growing list that I, I'm not even aware of. How, how much momentum, how fast do you think these city level, um, reparations commissions are, are catching on attorney Maddox? Yes. Well, I I see that we have Culver city, Alameda County, LA County, um, thinking about Berkeley, Howard, um, Hayward, sorry, um, Shout out to all the folks from Howard, I guess, <laughs> uh, Oakland, <laughs> Richmond, uh, Riverside County, Sacramento, uh, and San Francisco City and County, right? So there are other folks that are doing uh, this work. and but, but I will say this, is that folks get amnesia. And, um, you know, some of these programs started in 2020 uh, or after 2020. And we are very concerned that... There's uh, articles and and public sentiment uh, from folks that are against reparations. I mean, we're living in a country in some states where we're in a position where folks don't want to even, you know, talk about our history, period, let alone to repair the harm from from what happened in the past. But we are excited that other cities are stepping up. I believe uh, Boston also has one, uh, has a, um, a reparations task force. But one thing I really wanted to say um, is a big shout out to Evanston, Illinois, as the first city to provide reparations for the descendants of slavery. And it, it's based on housing discrimination. And we can talk about that later on. But I, I just think that, you know, this, it can happen. And people uh, can repair the harms if they want to do. People know what happened. People know um, what the, the harms were. And if they don't, that's why we're doing the the studies now to make sure that we document what happened. And um, I want to be intentional, let folks know that we need people that lived in Los Angeles uh, or currently living in Los Angeles to complete our survey for us. It is a critical deadline. And this is, um, you know, I know we have an opportunity for a call for action, but uh, folks need to go to Black blackexperiencela.com and to to fill out this survey for us because if we don't have the data it's just a bunch of talking heads um, in City Hall and I want us to be really um, I want us to be really intentional to show that we have the receipts we have the proof of the wrongs and how 
we are impacted today in Los Angeles. So, um, uh, th- and that's critical because, as you said, it's the deadline is looming. It's the end of this month, right? We have till the end of this month yes. to fill out this survey. Right. And we have advertised in a number of, of African-American publications, LA Focus, uh, The Sentinel, um, thinking about um, other radio stations and including our beloved KBLA. And we've, we've really, you know, done all we can. We had uh, partners with Community Build, First AME Church, other AME churches, um, at Park Chapel AME Church, and the Coalition for a Just and Equitable California, um, of course, uh, LEAP, you know, formerly um, known as NAASDLA, um, stands for Lineage Equity and Advancement Project. Um, we partnered also with uh, Harbor Gateway North Neighbor Council, Parson Mesa Heights Neighbor Council, and others. And I want us to really be, you know, intentional in these spaces to to let folks know. Get your family members, if they've ever lived in the city of Los Angeles and they're over the age of 18, they can participate in the survey. We did a live event at uh, Charles Drew University just a few uh, few weeks ago, and, of course, we had a big meeting at CAM, um, our, our local um, California African-American museum, in April of last year. But we really need folks to fill out the survey um, I think it's important for us to explain why people need to step up for such a time as this to do this work, because the harms of slavery are still with us, Dominique. Just imagine if everyone you know socially right now, and if everyone that was related to you by blood or marriage could not get a paycheck and probably couldn't read and probably uh, were at risk of being killed or um or, or abused in some way, um, they, those folks couldn't help you. If that, were, if that was your situation today, that would impact your life um, for the rest of your life and probably impact your family for generations to come. And I think that is something that people um, on all sides need to, to know, but particularly in the African-American community, uh, we need to step up. And if you're doing fine financially, you know, that's good. But you could probably be doing a lot better if you had four generations of dentists, if you had, you know, you know, seven generations of homeowners. And just know that these are issues that are impacting us today from our trauma um, that we've, you know, that's been, that's been passed down for generations all the way to how easy it is for us to have a nest egg to educate our kids. We have people dropping out of the colleges and universities because they don't have money. Yeah. What if they had those, you know, seven generations of homeownership opportunities with all of that equity? It might not be a significant problem or people that are dealing with um, the loan, student loan burdens. Um, that are, in, of course, ironically, it's impacting their ability to become homeowners even now. So um, you said if you've ever lived in L.A., how long do you have to have been a resident of L.A.? Or how, or if you are living in Los Angeles now, what criteria do you, do you need to meet to fill out this, this survey? If, you, if you've ever lived in Los Angeles, like even a day, 
uh, we don't have a parameter on it. So if you've lived in Los Angeles, if you lived in the city of Los Angeles, and the study will ask you how long you lived in Los Angeles. I think it's important to know um, we want to get a sense of, of what happened to folks that were, you know, living in the city of Los Angeles. And for years to come, you can help your relatives fill out the survey as well. It's an online survey, but we actually have print copies as well. I want to give a big shout out to Diamond James, who runs our reparations operation, as well as uh, she's the co-lead for our Office of Race and Equity. We will actually help people walk through the study. Uh, We also have a great partnership with um, Cal State Northridge, who is responsible. We have a a couple of professors there that are responsible for this study. And we couldn't be more grateful, of course, um, for our commissioners as well. We have seven amazing uh, commissioners. Um, our, Our chair is Ambassador Michael Lawson. Our vice chair is Consta Jones Muhammad, and um, we have other commissioners. And if you just give me a moment, I would love to name them all: uh, Mark Wilson, Mandalay Kaise, uh, Katrina Vanderwu, uh, Professor Cheryl Harris, as well as my mentor and friend Virgil Roberts. So very, very you know grateful for this work that's happening. But we need to make sure that all of us step up. We can't rely on just the Civil Rights Department to carry this for us in Los Angeles because your your skin color speaks before you do in America and it also determines, you know, how you live, how you work, how you play in Los Angeles today. Right, and I know, you know, we just have a few seconds here before um, news traffic and sports. I know that for some reason we don't like filling out, and why we, I'm talking about you all, us all, black people right now, We don't like filling out a lot of surveys. I know the census has struggled to count black people um, and as have other kind of data collecting efforts. This, however, what we're talking about here is something concrete you can do if you are interested in furthering the cause of reparations to show that we are interested and that we're willing to share our experiences in order to help people understand why a reparation is necessary. Black Experience LA dot com black experience la dot com when we come forward we'll learn a little bit more about that the steps and and uh what why it's so crucial kbla talk 1580 at kbla talk 1580 we celebrate christmas we celebrate you you. thank you for turning us on this year happy holidays holidays. mommy's kissing Thanks for waking up with Dominique DePrima on KBLA Talk 1580. I do appreciate you waking up with me. We're talking with Attorney Capri Maddox. Uh, she is the leader of the L.A. Civil Rights Department um, and a longtime Angelino who's been involved in many, many different aspects of making our city better. Look, we're talking about this survey you have until December 31st. And for all the people that like to... Or that talk about how we don't walk the walk. We talk the talk, you know, we don't walk the walk. This is, I know some folks think reparations should only be national and some people have different theories about it. But all of the things that we do and show up for add to the momentum, I believe. Um, But just for folks who have that hesitancy, a lot of people don't fill out the the census. They don't want people in their business. This is anonymous, right? Yes. Yes, Dominique, the 
the survey is anonymous, and you know we appreciate and are looking forward to the work from the United States government, of course, um, sitting here in the nation's capital um, in Washington, D.C. I want to be intentional to give a big shout-out to the folks in California that uh, stood this work up, my friend Camila Moore, and, you know, the elected officials that really, you know, carried this, you know, Senator Steve Bradford, Assemblymember Reggie Jones-Sawyer, and um, um, Council Councilmember Monica, um, I think it's Monica Montgomery uh, Steppe. Uh, I think it's important for us to know that our leaders um, of this of this state really stepped up for us to give us some data. But we want to make sure that we're able to cross reference and to show that the harms in Los Angeles were real. I mean, you know, just thinking about some of the data that came out from the California report. You know, as with estimates from scholars saying that 1,500 enslaved African Americans lived in California in, in 1852, um, and when you think about some of the the harms that we are still dealing with, these are these are real. Um, when it comes to you know the income gap, um, Afri- the average Black Californian earned fifty three thousand um, dollars, and, and that doesn't get you far in Los Angeles compared to. Um, you know, their white counterparts that are making $87,000 on average, and and this is 2018 numbers. So those numbers have gone up um, in a a significant way uh, since then. But I want to also, you know, just to share our home ownership rates um, being so low with, you know, only 35% of black Californians owning homes in the state in in Los Angeles. In Los Angeles, that that number's worse. Um, and then, of course, when we think about our unhoused um, brothers and sisters, we're we're over thirty percent of the unhoused population in Los Angeles. But again, um, you know, these are these are issues. And one thing I think is important to 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 share too is that African Americans are three times more likely to be injured, shot, or killed by law enforcement. I know that's a big issue, and we have a great movement in that space um, with Black Lives Matter. Um, and I think people need to know that there is a nexus to, you know, slavery. And, um, you know, when we, when we look at slavery as a whole, maybe you weren't a slave, but maybe you're at greater risk of being injured, shot, or killed by law enforcement because of the color of your skin, because of how we were brought uh, to this country and treated and dehumanized and I know there is a, a definite connection that many people have made to uh, policing and um, those that retrieve slaves, um, and, and and I think that's important for for us to to be aware of in Los Angeles today. This is an issue that needs our attention, and at least to fill out the survey, just to capture what happened, Dominique. Uh, people are you know, dying off, you know, those stories that you heard from grandmama and them, you're, they're not around, they're not going to be around forever. And for us to at least document it, what if, you know, no one shared the stories about Bruce's Beach or got the documentation um, to allow um, our beloved uh, Holly Mitchell, the uh, supervisor, Holly Mitchell, and uh, Senator Bradford to really step up and uh, to help to do the right thing. And I, I also want to like, acknowledge um 
the the um, the work that was done by Janice Hahn's office in that space as well. She's a county supervisor that uh, was a part of that solution as well. But I just want to say, what if we didn't have that story? What if you know what would have happened to the to Bruce's Beach? Um, the Bruce's Beach story, if that story had not been told and had not been documented. And that's what we need people to do is to yeah, I mean, document the wrong. Right. So what we're talking about is a survey. It, it's not a huge thing. It's probably, what, 20 minutes or so to fill it out. Um, yeah. But some people say, well, you know, we've already had a California study. Uh, I've heard this argument, you know, why are we even looking at HR 40? Why do we have to keep collecting data? We know what happened. We know the harms. So why do you need me and the rest of the KBLA delegation to offer this information? And by the way, it is for uh, Fahima's in the chat asking if it's county or city. This is for the city of Los Angeles. City of LA is vast though, <laughs> anywhere in the city. Why, why is this important when it seems like we already know one and two California just did a study. Right. And uh, again, I commend that study, but we want to be a force multiplier just to show the overlays of what happened um, to our people and what continues to happen to our folks. When you think about it, we are in a situation, Dominique, where, again, if we show something once, uh, just imagine if we only had one book on uh, slavery or one book of, about discriminatory behaviors or one story about it. We need to show a pattern and we need to be a force multiplier for the work that's happening with the state and hopefully um, with the United States government as well. Um, Los Angeles, you know, has beautiful palm trees. We have, you know, you know, celebrity sightings. Mm -hmm. But what we do is we have a problem with anti-blackness in Los Angeles as well. And I fight hate and discrimination on all fronts with all communities. Uh, of course, even what's uh, happening with people based on their faith, when you think about what's happening in the Middle East, right? So I'm aware of the stats, but number one, number one group that's a victim of hate crimes in um, America is tied to uh, African-Americans, and we're, we're at the top of the list every time, ever since we've been taking, ever since they've been collecting that data. And it's important that, you know, data points for anything that you're trying to solve or tackle, you get the information from all, as many sources as you possibly can to show there is a pattern and that it is not, you know, a one-off or maybe California needs to step up in this space or maybe only the United States or maybe only the, the Southern states. Of course, that's a whole nother issue as it relates to the Southern states, you know, stepping up and, and taking responsibility in these spaces. But I want to say that in Los Angeles, we need to quantify what went wrong and how it's impacting Angelinos today before we lose this, this data um, as people expire and, um, um, you know, lose their memories, et cetera. So I want us to be intentional for Los Angeles to say what happened and how the wrongs of slavery are impacting us today. T talking to and attorney uh, Capri Maddox, I wanted to get to the phone, uh, uh, attorney Maddox. Um, the hours just fly by on the radio. Sydney from LA. Hello. You're on the air. Good morning. Thank you, Dominic, for taking my call. And thank you, attorney. Um, yes. Shout out to Kamala uh, Moore. I'm so grateful for her. And I like what she just said. She'll be on in the next and hour, I, by the way. 
oh, good, I didn't know that. Okay, yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah. So, Dominic, I wanted to talk about the seriousness of what I'm experiencing, so many of my friends as being black in the workplace. I call it organized workplace terrorism. Um, for 12, all day long, we have to come to work in these spaces and be constantly treated unfairly, constantly just, just antagonized. And that's why I'm in the office all the time telling my leaders, coworkers, they're organized with coworkers, supervisors, or managers in the workspace. And this has been going on for a long time. They show so many unfairness, and I brought the cases to EEOC twice, one. However, there was a lack for me to get a lawyer because I'm a hard worker, not not fired, so they just treat you so wrongly in the workplace, and we need a hotline. And that's what I'm advocating right now today. We thank you for the studies, but on the ground, the people here need a hotline to go to, Dominique. We need somewhere, somebody to advocate for us right then and there. Uh, so let's uh, let's talk about that, uh, Capri Maddox. I, this part of the part of what your office does, right, is deal with this discrimination and and uh, people's complaints uh, or or. Um, just documenting their experiences, not just in a survey about reparations, but in, in general. And Dominique, to your point, that is why we created the Civil Rights Department to make sure there is no wrong door to fighting hate and discrimination. And I, I was on the phone last night with one of my colleagues uh, that I went to high, uh, college with. She was actually fired from a... Uh, a Cal State in Los Angeles, a Cal State in um, in our state, and I think it's a Cal State University. And I think it's important to know um, some of the the trauma and some of the wrongs that she experienced in that employment um, opportunity. And ultimately, um, if when you can start complaining, you know, a lot of times people are terminated. Um, these are real problems. And so we want to be intentional to let you know that there is a hotline in Los Angeles and a big thank you to Lola Smallwood-Cuevas, now State Senator Lola Smallwood-Cuevas, for fighting to make sure that we had a department, that this was the impetus to create the department to fighting discrimination in the workplace. So you can call us at 213-978-1845. That's 213-978-1845. And uh, you can leave a message now. We're not, uh, they're not open in Los Angeles right now, but you can uh, leave, a, leave a message right now. And you can also go to LAisforeveryone.com to leave a complaint with our civil rights enforcement. We have investigators and an attorney in charge of uh, that work. And if your case can't be handled by us, we will make sure that we partner with California Civil Rights uh, formerly known as Department of um, Fair Employment and Housing, to be intentional to make sure that we do a warm handoff to give you uh, the support you need because this is a problem in the workplace and it's a, a significant issue in Los Angeles. So we want to make sure that we're there for you as well. Sydney, um, it's so not a 24-hour hotline, but it's a place you can call during business hours and get the referrals that you need. Um, could Sydney also call 311, or are they just going to refer yes. her to the Sydney. same number that you just Sydney. gave? Yes, yes. And you can leave a message there, Sydney. And again, I'm sorry this is happening to you. I've experienced discriminatory behavior in the workplace as well. And, you know, being black while working is, 
you know, has his challenges as well. So, Sydney, uh, please get in touch with us. All right. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. It's a perfect time to call me, 800-920-1580. In fact, it's always a perfect time to call me. I love to hear from you. There's been a lot of conversation in the chat and on Twitter that we're not taking phone calls during Freedman Friday. That is not true. I don't know who started that rumor. All you have to do is call. Or if you want to just grumble online, that's fine too. But 800-920-1580 is the road into this conversation all the time. I'm Dominique DePrima for KBLA Talk 15. A safe place to go loud, loud, loud. A great place for progressive politics. KBLA Talk 1580. We're not for everybody, but we're for everybody. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. Talking with Capri Maddox, who was, man, I, I just can't b- believe how quickly this hour goes. Um, she is over the L.A. Civil Rights Department. We um, are talking about you know, everything the department does, but I think really, really top of mind for me right now, and I'm so glad that we'll be joined by one of your commissioners on Monday, is this survey, right? Because we can make all the reasons in the world why we don't do it, but I think that um, it's also important, and, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, Attorney Maddox, that um, it's important for us to show that we care, you know, to city officials, uh, electeds, and also um, just the community at large, that this is something that we are invested in and we're paying attention to. Right. And uh, we don't have this issue here in Los Angeles, but there's some jurisdictions that are defunding reparations programs. Um, And we need to send a strong message that this is important for Angelinos. People are paying attention. Uh, People pay attention to who shows up at the polls. Um, People pay attention to the activists that are out in our streets and, you know, fighting for justice. But we also need to make sure that we have the data that folks need to move this issue forward in Los Angeles. And, of course, um, we're excited and grateful that the state has done a, a wonderful job in this in this space. But we want to make sure that Los Angeles has a voice here, too, and has the documentation to back it up. There are so many things that have happened to folks because of the color of their skin, but we want to be intentional to say that a lot of these uh, are connected to slavery and how we were brought to this country. And uh, I was in Ghana this summer, and I think, you know, understanding, you know, how uh, homes, that people are victims of, of slavery that are still, you know, their descendants of slaves that are still living in Ghana and other places in Africa, and how they've been, they're traumatized. Um, in, the, in these spaces, I mean, um, you know, some people in other countries or uh, in other spaces are concerned that, oh my goodness, if they pay reparations, what does that mean? Does it mean they can they can do it again? And of course, uh, that's not the case. Um, but in Los Angeles, there are people who are suffering discriminatory practices on their job. As as Sydney mentioned, we don't have the stats as it relates to education, um, home ownership, even health. I mean, the LA County. Um, State of Black LA report says that African Americans in LA County are going to die 6.5 years earlier than, than the average uh, person living in Los Angeles County, and a lot of that has to do with some of the harms um, that we experience as African Americans. And many people say that being other started when we were captured and taken as slaves, and we need to address it. Um, the the dehumanization of our people and the continued abuse 
um, and and challenges that we face as African Americans living in Los Angeles, living in California, living in the United States of America are real, and we need to address them, at least to get the record. That's where I, I, I think it's most important. No matter what happens with what L.A. City Council or the state or the federal government give us, we need to be intentional to at least step up and to make a record about what happened. Absolutely. And we could do a whole show about this, and I think we, we probably have and we will again. But the issue of hate crimes is always a, a hot-button issue. I oh. think um, we talk a lot on this show about how it's rarely noted in the news that African Americans are persistently, uh, sadly, number one in, the, in being attacked. Um, what, what should we do if we are the victims right. of a hate crime? Uh, definitely, you can call 311. Uh, you can also call 211, 311. Uh, and also, you can make sure that you fill out a report um, online. We have uh, LAPD is actually uh, doing an online um, program that will be launching soon. But you can get all information about us at laisforeveryone.com, and that takes you to uh, our award-winning hate crime prevention campaign, and I'm fine to come back on to talk with you about our hate crimes. But I want to be intentional to make sure people know about our survey, uh, blackexperiencela.com, to fill out the survey about reparations today. Right. I mean, Thank come you. on now. Like, if you're um, if you're actually listening to the show and you're not at work, if you're listening to the show and you're not at school, well, I don't know how you'd listen at school. If you're listening to the show, you could actually fill out the survey right now while you're listening. Uh, just go to blackexperiencela.com. That way, if you have a question about it, you can call. We can talk about it. Um, actually, you can call back on Monday uh, when we'll have one of the commissioners on uh, the air here. And, you know, if you have questions or you're having trouble, I doubt that you will have trouble. But in case you do, um, Commissioner Kaise will be here on Monday. Let's do it while we're, you know, n let's not wait and get around to it because we only have until the 31st. And, you know, y'all going to be partying and whatever else you're doing for the holiday season. So let's just take care of it now on this Friedman Friday. Um, we've got a minute here. Capri Maddox, what do you want to leave us with? You know, I, I just want to leave you with the fact that we have great people that are stepping up to make sure that we support, protect uh, the African-American community here in Los Angeles. And we need your support. And people always say, what can we do? And this is uh, my ask, is to make sure that when we turn in this, this survey, we are able to do so, um, and we need your help. The Black L.A. experience is what we need you to do. Um, BlackExperienceLA.com uh, is what I need you to do. Uh, do it for uh, Los Angeles. And, of course, if you need any other assistance we, we provide at the L.A. Civil Rights Department, you can go to LAsforeveryone.com um, and keep the faith and keep the fight. Thank you so much, Dominique, and very grateful for you, you and Tavis and the entire uh, KBLA lineup for you know, giving us a voice and giving us a space. Well, Attorney Capri Maddox, thanks for all the great work you're doing over there at the L.A. Civil Rights Department. It is much appreciated. And this is a day to show up for reparations. BlackExperienceLA.com. If you live here now, if you've ever lived here, go fill it out. It's KBLA Talk 1580.